I'm joined today to discuss the impact of nearshoring on the Mexican economy and financial system by Jorge Arce, CEO of HSBC Mexico. Jorge, welcome. Thank you very much for inviting me. Jorge, you've led HSBC's bank in Mexico since February 2020, and so you've had the perfect vantage point to answer this question. Is nearshoring, which is a trend that's been the subject of much speculation and theorizing in recent years, actually having a material impact on the Mexican economy? It does. It, it is having. I, I think it's important to, to put this into a context. Nearshoring has been happening in Mexico for the last 35 years. After the signing of NAFTA, uh, we saw a great number of companies moving into Mexico. Mexico is a completely open economy. Almost 70% of, of its GDP depends on international activities, either exports, imports, tourism, remittances. Uh, so this is, has been happening for a long, long time. During this time, also Mexico built a scaffolding needed to, to trade well with the world. We have over 42 free trade agreements with various nations. Uh, we have customs, railroads completely integrated to the North American market, uh, border crossings, ports. So Mexico has been preparing for this for a long, long time. Uh, however, near shorting, after, the one that we are focusing on is just after the pandemic, when you saw all these um, supply chain disruptions, many people rethinking on where to put production facilities. And Mexico is prime time to service North America. I, I want to emphasize that nearshoring does not mean that they are closing factories in China or closing factories in Vietnam or Southeast Asia. It means that marginal production or additional production to service North America and other markets, including Europe and South America, are going to build probably in a place like Mexico. And that is the big difference. The other thing is that um, we are seeing different types of companies moving into Mexico. Look, the benefit of HSBC being such a global bank is that most people that are moving into Mexico are our clients in China, or our clients in Southeast Asia, or our clients in Europe. So. These are our clients. So when they come to Mexico, they normally come to us for advice, for connectivity, for financial services. And, uh, and that's what we do best in HSBC. So what we are seeing now is a different type of companies. We're seeing more, more SMEs, uh, contraction manufacturers that work very closely with wholesalers in the US that have relationship with retailers or, or other type of uh, supply chains that need to be covered. So we are seeing a different type of people, different type of entrepreneurs coming into Mexico. And I can assure you this is real. If you look at Northern Mexico, Central Mexico absorption rates for real estate, that is normally logistic uh, parks or industrial parks, uh, you cannot build fast enough uh, until you rent the next one. So the, the speed of this happening is very, very fast. I know you say the speed, and I, I've seen the occupancy rates in some of these regions that you've talked about are very high uh, in towards the border in Mexico. But how sustainable, how structural a shift do you think that this is in terms of your clients, perhaps in South Asia, having this marginal growth within Mexico? Is it a cyclical short-term booster FDI, or is it something more? No, I think it's something more. 
because when you move a plant into Mexico, it's not something temporary. And when they arrive to Mexico, they're surprised of all the benefits to produce out of Mexico in terms of access to a very robust labor market, access to roads, access to these freighter agreements, access to raw materials and, and, and machinery. When you come to operate in Mexico, you can import almost anything if you're going to re-export it. Or you, we have a lot of free trade agreements with a lot of parts of the world that you can import plastics or you can import steel or some of that can be sourced in Mexico. So the benefits of producing in Mexico, when you arrive into Mexico, they become more evident for somebody like has been operating in China for the last 30 years and did not know anything about Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Have you put any numbers around your projections that this nearshoring trend will provide to either the Mexican economy, specific industries, or indeed the financial system and HSBC Mexico? Mm -hmm. Look, I've seen a lot of studies from, I was speaking to the Minister of Finance, speaking to the Central Bank, even private stories, uh, private uh, studies. We think that the most reasonable numbers will have an impact of about 10% of GDP in this trend, okay? Remember what I said in the beginning, Mexico has been on this near shoring and supplying the North American market for a long, long time. But also, for example, uh, you talked about Tesla, why is coming to Mexico? Well, cost, we have supply chains for automobiles, uh, for, for car production, very well developed in Mexico, closeness to the US, but also you can build a Tesla and export it to many, many countries free of tariffs because of these free trade agreements that we have. So the benefits are significant. Also labor, okay? We see some scarcity of labor in northern part of Mexico and central part of Mexico because you are seeing a lot of growth. But we still have slack in the southern part of Mexico, and these people can move into northern part of Mexico and get employed. So this is a typical shift of labor that can also be very beneficial for somebody that comes to produce out of Mexico to service the world. Excellent. Interesting. And as you touched on earlier, HSBC Mexico will certainly after uh, if and when City sell Banamex to a local player be the bank operating in the Mexican market with the largest global footprint. What are you doing? What investments and strategic changes are you making today to optimize that differentiation and take advantage, monetize the, uh, the, the this nearshoring wave? Well, we're investing in our people, in our physical presence, in areas that we think nearshoring is going to is to get a hold and and be a winner. We're investing obviously in our digital footprint and our digital services. But uh, most of our business relates to some part of the internationality of Mexico. HSBC was built to cover this type of countries in which international trade is the primary means of production or, or creation of wealth. Uh, even a retail network is geared to service our global clients because we give them payroll services to workers or, or we give them payments or credit cards to, to, to workers or to their executives. We, we help them manage their, their, their uh, wealth. But also in the, in, the, in the wholesale side, we give them supply chain financing, we give them uh, international trade financing, we give them cash management, local and international cash management. We give them payments. We give them access to the international capital markets. But we also give them connectivity. 
The fact that HSBC is in Mexico with a, a presence throughout the country is very valuable for our clients coming into Mexico. And for a lot of Mexican clients, we also have, we've seen uh, Mexican clients becoming uh, international companies. We also give them that connectivity. So for that, I think we are best, the best bank in Mexico. We have a lot of international competitors, but they tend to be more regional uh, and specific. And we will be the only global bank operating in Mexico with a, a universal business, actually. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today about not only the story of Mexico, but also arguably for Latin America for this year. Many thanks for your time. Thank you, Rob. Thank you.